Welcome to the Late Night Race Review. It's Ready, Set, Yuki as Monza race start misfires. Max makes history with victory in Italy. And Ferrari entertain the Tifosi at home. It's the Monza GP. We wrap it up with a look at our fantasy league and our predictions game, as always. Don't forget to support the podcast by hitting those like, follow, and subscribe buttons. Welcome back to the Late Night Race Review. I'm Owen Scott, and with me, as always, is Dave Jericho and Isidro Consalvish. I'd be remiss in my duty as the host of this wonderful podcast in not thanking Dave for uh, stepping into the hot seat last week and doing an excellent job and repeatedly calling me out for not being here. Cheers, Dave. You're welcome. I, <laughs> I do what I can with what I got. <laughs> um, we'll uh, take a quick little look at the F1 Fantasy League, Dave, if you don't mind, before we get started. Uh, yep. Yeah, okay. So um, we uh, do, uh, do I need to say we have, a fa- you know, everyone knows where it is at this stage. Anyone who listens. Yeah. Um, so we have uh, so Stop Inventing has uh, taken the top spot again. Um, keeping in mind, we haven't got the scores in from today's race. As always, F1.com take a month and a day to get that in. So uh, at the moment, we have Stop Inventing at number one, Team Trek number two, Zanetta Team One at number three, joint with me, JCB All-Stars. And then uh, do I have to try and pronounce number five, San Gancho El Stilo F1. Nice. Isidro probably would have read that out better than I did. But <laughs> um, that's, uh, that's our top five. And uh, as always, we'll post the, uh, the new results when uh, they're ready with the podcast tomorrow. Any sign of Mira Cedro near the top five? This oh, so I, I, you know, I don't, don't even bother with then. you guys now. Like, okay, <laughs> We're me, so far down. We're so far down. Let me have a look. Um, Scroll to page two. <laughs> right. Let me have a look here. Jeez. Do you know, you're so far down. This podcast <laughs> might need an extra 20 minutes just to find you. <laughs> All right. Isidro is... Oh, look at you two boys. <laughs> jostling it out down the back. You've got like the Haas today, so you're there. Um, is at eight in 18th, and uh, Lando, Lando and Norris uh, nice. is 19th. We'll give an honourable mention to F1 News for you, uh, who promotes our podcast on Instagram. He's right. in 19th, and you should be ashamed because he joined late, and he is catching up with you boys. All right, no, I got better pull the pull the finger out now for next week. <laughs> um, all right, lads, let's get let's get stuck in. Uh, well, Ferrari probably did everything they could today. To they ultimately came up a bit short. Um, they couldn't deny Max Verstappen winning his tenth race in a row, and eventually, when we got started after the Yuki Yuki Sonoda, um, not red flag as we cleared up. <laughs> um, uh, Dave, break down Max's day for me today, would you? He had he had a bit more of a challenge today, didn't he? Um, but I think ultimately the the issue that Ferrari have with preserving their tires meant that the Red Bulls were were going to win that race. Um, the battle that he was having with Signs, I thought, just because Signs was positioning his car perfectly into Turn One, and Verstappen was having an awful time trying to get past him. Um, but then he had the lockup going into turn one that just opened the door. Um, and you could tell even just the tires just were already sort of starting to go. I know Max was kind of, I think they were kind of trying to put pressure under, uh, uh, put pressure on Ferrari by saying over the radio on lap 10 or something that the the tires were going off on signs. You could see him, you know, uh, weaving in the, uh, in the rear end. And I was just like, 
yeah, that's they, they were just yeah trying to put the shits up Ferrari. So, but look, ultimately, like that car is just too strong. It preserves his tires too well, and he got a record ten wins now. And I'll be honest, like I was a huge Max when Max won his first uh, world title. I was I was a huge fan. I was delighted to see it. Um, mainly probably because we were so used to Mercedes dominate dominating and stuff like that. But now he's got the ten. I don't know. He's just he's so arrogant lately with his wins. I'm just like, I, just like a, it's like a bittersweet. I, I like seeing records being broken, but the arrogance that come, kind of comes with it, I, I'm not a big fan of. Yeah, yeah, there is an arrogance there. You can you can feel Completely. it. He doesn't even seem too uh, overjoyed about winning anymore. Really, no, it's that it's that cocky, simply lovely on yeah. the ray, and you're <laughs> like, like as if like these guys ain't nothing. Like you know, it's like ah. Yeah, it's it's interesting what we determine as a battle nowadays for Max. Like if you look back to the the year with Hamilton, it's nowhere near a battle. He's just Nothing. overtaking people. <laughs> That's all it is. Absolutely not. Um, but as you say, it it took a, a slight mistake from Carlos Sainz um, for for Max to get by. It was slightly tougher for him today. But do you think it was ever in doubt, Isidro? Um, we had the the qualification yesterday, and Sainz pipped him to the pole. Uh, was it ever in doubt? Was there because it was a home race maybe for Ferrari? No, I, th- I think it was just a question when Max Stappen would just overtake. Uh, Ferrari did well in qualification and they did well today, but it was just a matter of time to have Max leading the race. Even even if if Sainz didn't do any sort of mistake, I'm pretty sure Max would be able to just overtake him. Not as easy without the mistakes, but the Red Bull in the hands of Max would just take the Ferrari any time of the day. Yeah, Dave. Is there any hope for anyone beating Red Bull this season? Is there is there a P one for anyone? No, no, it's not happening. Is it? <laughs> um, I, do you know? I think maybe there's a couple of races that maybe are a bit unknown. Um, but it, like, it doesn't even look like Red Bull are going to have any reliability issues. Verstappen, rare. Like the mistakes he seems to make um, when he's sort of out front for fifty or sixty laps when he's, you know, that kind of split second where he might lose a bit of concentration, um, he, he managed to gather them up so quick. So I just, yeah, I, 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 I don't see it happening short of, like I said, just an accident or something outside of their control wiping them out. But otherwise, no, I don't see anyone else challenging them. Cedro? I think uh, McLaren back in Silverstone, it was able to put some pressure on Max and Alonso was able, last race and another one, it was able to put some pressure. But uh, other than that, I don't think there was anything that will take uh, Max or the Red Bull out of the constructors or the first the first position of the podium. Hmm. Is it slightly worrying for F1, Dave, that you know every race seems to be churning over and it's the same results bar, maybe second and third, might change up briefly. But is they, they, they were trying to push this whole Netflix, there's drama in F1, whereas now largely this season it's been pretty bland. Yeah, it's been a poor season. Although, can I say, I actually, I know everyone was uh, like, gushing all over the Dutch Grand Prix, but uh, I have to say, I thought today, I, I actually really enjoyed today's race. I thought it was one of the better races. I don't know, like there wasn't a hell of a lot of over, it was more maybe the defending or something like that was a bit more on the edge of your seat. I found it a little bit more 
it looked like drivers were working hard, like for what they were earning on on track. Even Max Verstappen, like you know, he, it looked like he had to the, the opening kind of stint. He had to work hard. So, um, so yeah, just get that out of the way. I thought this was one of the best races of the season. But in terms of um for Formula One going forward and stuff like that, I'll be honest. I mean, there'll be some changes to cars for next season. Will they? Will they approach Red Bull? Probably not. Um, I think we might just see this as this era is dominated by Red Bull, like the previous era was dominated by Mercedes. Um, and then hopefully come the new regulations and the new changes, um, we might see a bit of a mix-up again on the grid. So, But hopefully when we see that mix-up, we don't just see a Ferrari dominating for the next five years or, you know, whatever. Mm. Um, Sir, Sergio Perez commented after the race about how hard he found it to pass the Ferraris. Um, they seem to have an advantage in, in straight line speed, or he said that they, they seem to, or or that Red Bull lacked a little bit of straight line speed. But ultimately, the, the Red Bull driver managed to pass both of them and, and claim that podium spot. But he had a super solid race today. That's something that he's been striving for this season, and a little bit more consistency, Dave, from Sergio recently. Very recently. Mm. <laughs> but... Uh... Yeah, I mean, he, he got the P2. It uh, was a good race. Um, I think probably, yeah, maybe. I think he, the difficulty he was maybe having getting past those Ferraris was when their tires were a little new um, or there was more life in their tires. I think towards the end, he was catching them so fast. Like, I mean, it was it was, um, it was, was incredible. Like, And uh, I'll... I, let's just say I think, and we'll save it till we're talking about Ferrari, but let's just say I think there was an opportunity there for the Ferraris to do something. Um, and um, I think maybe Perez got let off a little bit by Leclerc, but we'll talk about that when we get to Ferrari because I am pissed about that. <laughs> yeah, I've got an interesting question about that coming up. Um, did you enjoy Sergio Perez today, um, or, or at least the tussle between Perez and Sainz Isidro? It was great to see that wheel to wheel action, wasn't it? Yeah, it's it's always good to see the the, the elbows out between drivers, especially Sainz. He was already pissed that he lost the first place to Max. Mm. Now there was another Red Bull on his tail, and I mean I can understand he's trying to fight to get at least the podium, because Leclerc was just waiting for Sainz to do something, and get the podium. But uh, and also the pressure be racing in your racing at home so there was a lot of pressure of science to at least get the podium so it's good to see the little fight dave did you want to say something there i was just gonna say did anyone just feel that perez was sort of moaning on the the radio a little bit too much when he was kind of trying to do his overtakes and stuff like that and he was getting uh sort of either bullied off track or i, I like I, I know science was pushing it to the limit but it was still within the realms of racing like i don't think he did anything wrong and there was just a lot i think there was a lot of moaning about that and i just thought you know what lads i think it's been a while since you've had there, there's had to be that type of racing in formula one especially this season where you it there's lap after lap after after lap of that bullying and that hustling to try and get past the driver and then when we do finally get it we just have drivers on the radio you know chance in their arm like because they can't get past let's try and get them a penalty by just moaning over the public radio 
I, I would imagine you're right in what you say there, that he's just not used to being bullied like that recently. He's either been further down the field or... I'm just going to say that, yeah, because he's, yeah. he's not usually up that high. No, um, or else he's been uh, out, out front. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a, I'd, I'd say he's just not used to it. He's uh, remembering what racing actually is recently. <laughs> um, I remember that the, the, the F1 commentators, they were saying that drivers forget there are replays and they can always see what happened rather yeah. than just believe in the moaning. Yeah. Uh, are we advocating for some sort of a, a rule change where um, drivers can't talk to the referee? Is this uh, a la the Premiership, same sort of idea, yellow card for? Well, that's what sort of that's to supposed to be. Well, that's supposed to be the the case now. Like they're not supposed to be able to influence the the stewards or at all. Like, mm. and so instead, so so rather than kind of teams now going to the stewards and and lodging complaints and stuff like that, you've just got drivers now coming on the radio did you see that he pushed me off did you see that yeah. did you see it? did everybody see it and you're like all right yeah we get what you're trying to do just stop, you know stop being a big fucking girl and just get on with it <laughs> but it's the way that the the racing is going um recently a little bit though isn't it everyone seems to be whinging about something norris seems to be the same recently as well he seems to be moaning quite a lot on the radio Who, norris mm. yeah but i think they're not they're, they're just not kind of with it at the moment like and then they're on tracks that aren't favoring them so but like all drivers they'll they'll try everything just to try and gain an advantage whether that's squeezing a five second penalty whether that's maybe putting something over the radio that maybe you know gives a bit of a caution to the driver in front that maybe makes them think twice about how they're defending next time around it's all about just squeezing those little millimeters of advantage like where they can on, they are learning with the king of moans moaning Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there an argument that um, if Alonso was over the radio saying something like that, we'd all be like, "Oh, what a genius he is"? Oh, uh, I no, I I don't I don't think that. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it did happen in Miami. He said something, and everyone was hailing him as oh, master tactician. But uh, I think he's a bit more clever, isn't he, about how he words it or what he does or something like that. I think it's just more the way. I think just today maybe it was it was it was on repeat for some yeah. drivers the moaning and I was just like lads just knock it off just head down unless someone says like the race stewards can see what's going on they don't need you to say what's happened like you say there's replays like and they have camera angles that we don't even see mm. so they have more camera angles than anybody else to see what's happened so if there's a penalty come there's a penalty come we don't need you to be moaning over the radio constantly fucking letting everybody know about it. Yeah. Sorry, that's just my little moan about it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, I think it was um, possibly Perez's tone of voice, but yeah, we'll we'll move on. Um, mo moving to the the homeboys, uh, the driver of the day, Carlos Sainz, did everything he could, uh, bar throwing banana skins out the side of the car to try and trip people up. Um, were were some of his movements? Now I think I know your answer already from context, but were some of his movements slightly over the line, Dave, or was it all in good racing? all in good racing it was absolutely brilliant and i thought he did he did an excellent job and what like i said oh no okay right i'm, I'm i nearly i need to revert it back to the whole moaning thing that i was just saying about <laughs> paris so I'm I, i'll stop myself there um no all in good racing he did a f absolutely brilliant job deserved driver of the day today um and i like i i wouldn't blame him for the um lockup that gave max ultimately gave max the position because had it not happened there like I said, the tire life on those Ferraris weren't going to last as long as the Red Bulls does. So he was going to lose that position anyway, regardless of the pace they had. So, um, yeah, 
did a great job. Absolutely fanta- fantastic job today. I think he could have been supported a little bit better by his uh, by his teammate, though. Yes. So you mentioned earlier on, I'll ask maybe you this, uh, Isidro. Is there, due to the, the lack of teamwork between Leclerc and Sainz, uh, Dave was saying that there, there was a missed opportunity there because those two guys seem to be so pinned against each other? I think that the fact there is no uh, no orders to say that Leclerc is the the lead driver or signs the lead driver, it leads to this constant, um, let's say, out of order in Ferrari. They never know who will be able to be the leader or not, and that will reflect in the on track. Hmm. Yeah, Dave. Yeah, my 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 complaint is that I think the 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 opportunity they had was when Leclerc. So so it was uh, Sainz second, um, Perez third, and Leclerc fourth. And at the time, there was um, I think it was a few seconds. I think maybe two and a half, three seconds between Sainz and Perez, and Perez was catching Sainz by whatever three four tenths per lap. And what I found surprising was that Leclerc was the, the whole time within half a second of of Perez. Um, and so when Perez finally got up, so, so it was clear, obviously, um, uh, Leclerc had pace on Perez. But what happened then was when uh, Perez finally caught up with signs and they were battling for, I can't quite recall how many laps now off the top of my head, but there was constant moments where um, either Perez went off, off off track or he um, had to slow down because he went too deep into turn one or whatever happened. Leclerc just sat back. Mm. Like there was upper, there was an opportunity. If he had, if he had a pace to stay within half a second of, of uh, Perez, then he had pace that when Perez dropped off because of a, a challenge on signs, like the, there was no reason why Leclerc couldn't have taken Perez and given them more of an opportunity either to stretch the 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 lead between Perez and Sainz, you know, or or whatever. I mean, if if Sainz, or sorry, if Leclerc had the pace to stay within half a second of uh, Perez when Perez was two and a half seconds behind Sainz, with a bit, you know, with a little bit of clear, clear air, then there's no reason to say then if Leclerc had managed to get in front then he could have retained that if he had done the same work that uh, Sainz had done, uh, then, the, you know, the, I, I just think there was an opportunity there. I just don't think uh, Leclerc was aggressive enough in his attempts to go past Perez. And ultimately, I just have a feeling the drivers felt that it was already done at that stage and that Red Bull were going to get the one, two, and they were battling out for third place. So he wanted fucking Perez to take, Leclerc anyway because he he knew that he had the pace on signs mm-hmm. or sorry that Perez takes signs anyway because he knew Leclerc knew he had the pace on signs I just because and then because you could see then when they finally reemerged uh, on track together should they were racing each other to the point where they were nearly going to knock each other off because they knew that third place was the only option available to them mm. so I just have a feeling when that when that option was there when signs was already in P2 Paris P3 and Leclerc P4 I think there was an option there for Ferrari to have gotten a P2 out of that had Leclerc been more aggressive on Perez and he didn't they just admit they just conceded that it was third was all they were battling for so he just let signs and Perez battle it out and he hung back preserved his tires um 
and and we ended up what it was. So I'm delighted he didn't get signs in the end, and I'm delighted signs got that podium spot. I think he deserved it more. Mm. Do you feel that that's ultimately what what uh, Leclerc has really lacked since we've seen him in the at the start of last season? Um, he won two or three races, I think, in the row at the start, and there was a big buzz about him. He hasn't been aggressive enough since then. He's kind of dropped off. But I don't think it wasn't that he wasn't aggressive. Like, I think he could have been aggressive. I think it was more of a selfish thing. I think it was more that he just felt that third was all they were going to get. He wanted to preserve his tires. He didn't want to try and battle. He thought the race wasn't with Perez. It was going to be with Sainz. So he just, he hung back to preserve his tires. I just, I don't think it was anything about aggression. I think it was more tactics in his head that he was just <laughs> basically just going to fucking fuck them over um, and couldn't give a shit about the team. Like it was all about him getting that third place. Um, which I'd be honest, like looking back, like I, I, I seen it and I saw the replay of it or the highlights of it. And every time I see it, I kind of thinking, yeah, he could have taken, I think he, or like in hindsight, you can always say, oh, he could have taken Perez. Maybe the, 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 the overtake wouldn't have happened. Something might've happened. But the point is he had ample opportunity to make it an, uh, an overtake attempt on Perez and he didn't take any of them. He just hung back by half a second, sometimes a little bit further, and uh, let it unfold. I'm sure people disagree with that. I'm sure Ferrari fans and Leclerc fans will disagree with that, but unfortunately, that's the way I see it. They conceded that third was always all that was going to be on the table, and he was happy to let Perez smoke his teammate so that he can then let, let signs burn up his tires. He can then just hang back with fresh tires, and then he, he, he could battle it out and take signs. But ultimately, he didn't, and I'm delighted. Isidro, do you see there being any change in Ferrari's um, in Ferrari's future? They they have both of these drivers now for, till the end of of twenty four. Is it twenty four, twenty five? Um, signed up. Uh, this this team dynamic seems to be a little bit destructive at times. Um, do do you see this changing? Uh, is there any hope for Ferrari to do anything with the current dynamic that they have? I think Ferrari needs to step up and find uh, someone in the team calling the borders and. Just say that one race, Sainz is the leader. Leclerc just needs to defend. Another, if Leclerc is doing, if Leclerc is doing better, Sainz needs to defend that. Or if both Ferraris like today were doing fine, then Ferrari should say, "Look, guys, it's up to you. Do whatever you want. Race for the best place." I think the lack of um, authority, let's say it that way, in Ferrari uh, reflects either on the pilots, uh, pit crew, everything. And that's why Ferrari is what it is at the moment. Dave? Does anybody know when uh, the, the contract lengths for Signs and Ferrari? Because like I said, we've heard all the gossip about uh, conversations about getting a deal done with Signs to stay at Ferrari. But I haven't heard anything yet about Leclerc. So I was just wondering, does anybody know how long they're contracts are like maybe there's longer on Leclerc's contract than there is on Sainz that's why well, there's no talk about Sainz is to the end of 2024 okay and what's, uh, Perry, uh, what's uh, Leclerc's Leclerc has signed uh, a deal till until 2029 it says there oh really so did he recently sign a deal okay well then that that that's uh, that that shuts me up then <laughs> <laughs> um, that's what it says there that's just a quick google search um, don't hold me up to that that, that can't be right. No, no, no. Well, that's what it says there. Hundred. That's, that's another six years. We were all laughing yeah, at Lando Norris for. Um, hang on a second. 
have a quick little Google of it. You can cut um, this short and post if, <laughs> if this goes on long. But let me, I don't know, second, F1. Science is definitely 2024 contracts. anyway. How long are the current deals? Okay, here we go. Let me see. Uh, end of 2024, and I have to search the page. Of course, why would they put it in order? <laughs> uh, no, okay, so here we go. It says, uh, Charles Leclerc's contract until end of 2024 as well. Oh, 24, okay, that must be a different thing that I'm looking at there. Yeah, 2029, like, I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah, so, so, uh, yeah, so the two of them have, their contracts are up at the end of next season. Um, so, yeah, there, there's just, like I said, all the chatter I've seen is about Carlos Sainz renewing his contract, and I haven't seen any rumors or anything about Leclerc uh, renewing his contract. Um, mm. So it'll be interesting. Sorry, that was that was rumors. It's rumors about his extension. So it said that he will extend to 2026 with a further option to be extended to 2029. Is that a sure thing, or is that just some guy no, sitting at home like us? I can no, that's Lakeep. That's Le what Keep. he's gonna do. <laughs> um, Lakeep, I think that's a pretty reputable source, um, but it's just rumored at the moment. It's not confirmed. Oh, okay. Um. All right, let's move away from Ferrari. I'm sick about talking about Ferrari. Yeah. Um, the Mercedes today putting in a good shift, um, although it looked like it would be a, a tough day possibly for Lewis starting on the hards and then dropping back. He fought his way back to a commendable sixth and, and George in a, in a fifth position, picking up valuable points for Mercedes' defense of that second place in the constructors. Um, Dave, was was hards the, the right strategy for Lewis? Obviously, you know, he finished in a good position, but was that the right start? Uh, I mean... I, I pro I'd say probably not. I mean, I, I get the intention was, and I suppose they didn't realize that the hards were not going to last quite as well as they maybe predicted. Um, it was a lot hotter uh, today, on, and the track temperature was a lot higher than they predicted it was going to be. Mm. So um, I think maybe they just thought, you know, he's starting eighth, so maybe we can uh, we can do something here. But ultimately, yeah, it was it was the wrong decision. And then when he came out on the the mediums. Um, I mean, they they just didn't seem to be doing anything for him. Like, I mean, he, he hung, but like he was stuck behind the the McLarens for ages. Um, so, I mean, what did he, he got? He finished sixth, so that was with the five seconds penalty as well. Um, so he would have probably what fifth? What was fifth if if he didn't get that penalty after clashing with Piastri, isn't it? Yeah, George was fifth, also with a five second penalty. So I mean, eighth to fifth. I mean. Yeah, I think he probably would have done a lot better if had he. Um, although maybe they didn't think they had the straight line speed to compete with anybody else, so they were sort of the best outside of the Ferraris and the Red Bull. That they, they, they thought that they, that was the only option they had is is fifth and sixth. So that's all they were racing for today. Then you know, job done, target achieved. So bravo yeah. to Mercedes, you came fifth and sixth. Yeah, ultimately they they finished probably as you say where they where they wanted to where they expected, um, yeah. George, uh, George Russell, Cedro, give me a little bit on him today. I, I have to admit that I fell asleep um, uh, during uh, lap from lap 20 till about lap 30. Um, I missed possibly uh, any of George's interaction this race. He was largely uh, muted for me. So you tell me about George today, please. <laughs> it was not only you. I think Russell, oh. was the, the main fight was between the Ferraris and Red Bull. Russell was, was quiet. I think the, the penalty... He got was just to keep himself awake from that little <laughs> fight because he was all alone on that on that track really. Right. But well, overall, it, it was just 
the usual wrestle that uh, he races, no one sees him, he gets to the end, get the points, go home, and that's it. So today it was more or less the same. Yeah. Wasn't it Russell that was uh, battling with Albon though, um, and and he he went he was locking up and going off the track, and it, like it did look like that that was going to be that you know someone could wipe someone out on on that one. I I kind of thought that was maybe the option of a safety car coming out was that between those two tangling up, mm-hmm. um, but like as Idris said, other than that, um, yeah, lar- largely uh, not much to write home about. Mm, we had pretty flawless laps. I think this is that's only ever happened once before this season, bar obviously Yuki. Um, but I think that's only ever happened once this season. Was it Miami? Maybe they were talking about uh, flawless laps. Um, and I think it's th- there's only been two this season, and today was another one of them. Hmm. Could be wrong there. That could be total bullshit. Anyway, could this be like <laughs> could this be like Leclerc's 2029 contract? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, possibly, possibly. That could be edited out afterwards. We'll see. <laughs> did, did, did you hear that during your lap 20 to, t- to lap 30 nap? <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe that's what it was. <laughs> um, all right, um, let's uh, let's move on to Alex Albon, lads. Um, I was really impressed by Albon, and I always am. Um, and I know Science won Driver of the Day. But do we do, do we feel he deserves, um, firstly, a, a shout out for qualifying so high and then managed to finish where he did in in that Williams? That, like, yeah, I suppose if anyone was going to get a, um, it, it was another driver of the day or it didn't go to uh, signs, I probably would have given it to um, Alex Albon. Uh, Isidro, you usually have the percentages up there. What were the... Oh, you don't for, have them today yet. He was... Uh... <laughs> Only ten percent, so it wasn't fourth. So, yeah. so um, who Carl signs first with thirty one point five, Perez second, forty fourteen point eight, Max thirteen point three, and then Albon ten point seven percent. See, I I could never give it to Max because, like, I mean, no. what's like, you're 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 in an you're in an absolute premium car. Like, I mean, you're expected to win. Like, you know, um. Who else was there? There was Max, sorry, Perez. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, no. And Leclerc in fifth with 6% of the votes. Leclerc, I wouldn't. <laughs> the no. fuck. No, he's too good it, looking to get driver of the day. Yeah, doesn't assist anybody either. Um, is there a shout once Max has uh, has won the um, the championship, driver's championship? I believe it'd be Singapore, I think is what I heard, I heard them saying today. But once he wins it, to maybe stick him in an AlphaTauri for a week or two? Just to yeah. see what see what he does. Well, stick Lawson that, in the yeah in, in the, the Red Bull. The Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> Swap them around. Yeah. Um. Do we know actually how long uh, Daniel Ricciardo was going to be out for? No, I would imagine. I mean, he's supposed to be getting surgery, wasn't he, on his hand? So if that's the case, he's definitely going to be missing Singapore. It's that's two weeks away, so he'd be probably back. Is after Singapore? Are we looking at there's uh, Japan Suzuka? Uh, that's two weeks after Singapore. Or is that one yeah. week? Uh, no, it's one, one week, week after one Singapore. Week. So we're talking three weeks. Yeah, I mean, realistically, he's, he, he, like I don't even know whether he's had the surgery or you know what what's happening with that. So I mean, you're talking probably you've got to be talking about four or five weeks recovery, surely. Well, I mean, uh, the turnaround for Stroll was pretty quick. No, 
And it's the same surgeon that did stroll surgery as well, apparently. Well, and look where stroll is at the moment. <laughs> at the back of the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that surgeon is responsible for, <laughs> for P20. Good point. Um, Dave, just a quick one before we move away from Albon. Um, that we know, you know, the, the, all the seats are, are, are taken for next year, pretty much, you know, all, all of the mm. good teams anyway. Um, but looking beyond 2024, do you see if Albon continues to perform how he does, is there another shot for him heading to a, a bigger team again, maybe even getting back into a Red Bull? Uh, I mean, I'd say, surely I'd say uh, Red Bull are looking at Albon now thinking mm, that could be the driver we should have. He's a, he's a, He just seems to be, like we say every week, or I say every week, like he pushes, he gets more out of that Williams than uh, than should be possible. So if he could if he could replicate that in a Red Bull, I mean Jesus, he'd be he should be no reason why he wouldn't be sort of consistently up there P two challenging for the occasional win as well from Max. I don't think he's quite on that level of Max, so there's no point in saying he'd be challenging for the win all the time. But uh, I really though I think if the opportunity came around, I would like to think he'd turn it down. I know I know he wouldn't. I mean no sane driver would, but. I'd like to see him stick at Williams. I just, I, I just feel Williams are slowly building something there, um, and have the opportunity maybe of bringing that team back to somewhere good. And they need good drivers to do that. They lost a good driver in George Russell going to to Mercedes, um. So if they, you know, I think it's important that Williams retain Alex Albon sort of at all costs because at the moment they're struggling to find a second driver that is equally as good. I mean. Any anybody else that's been in the in the second second seat uh, for Williams has largely been shocking. Like, yes, Adrian. I'd like to see Lawson in that second seat and replace Sergeant. Oh yeah, that's a, that's a good shout. Yeah, why not? Uh, on that note, Cedro, uh, I know you've been dying today. You've been <laughs> itching, biting the mic to talk about uh, Mr. Lawson. Why don't you give us your your review of him today? I think for a for a rookie that just. Uh, Started last week on that uh, on that car, and today is finish eleven. That's that's more than experienced drivers have been doing so far this season. Can I can I give you one name just before we go crazy about Mister Lawson, uh, Nick DeFries. We remember last season that it was either it was was it Monza actually that. Um, or it was the season before, perhaps, was it? Where he replaced um, Latifi. Latifi. He came in, everyone was raving about him. There was this, oh, he's going to be the next blah, blah, blah. And then he came in and pants. Dave. And uh, it was Monza that he replaced him on. Right, yeah, 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 that's what I thought. Do you yeah. remember? And, and everyone was like, oh my God, look how amazing he is. And we're fucking on the podcast going... Yeah, it's a circuit that suited that car. If he didn't finish inside the top 10, we'd all be kind of going, Jesus, really? Is that all he managed to do? Like, mm. And then everyone went, oh, my God, he got a Williams into the top 10. Yeah. Or, you know, that, that's that's this track is probably the only track of the, that whole season that suited them. Like, of course he was going to do it. Like, mm. um, So, yeah. All, all I'm yeah. saying is there's precedent here. Uh, we need to be careful. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, it was just one race, but so far... He jumped to the seat on a Saturday to drive on Sunday. He did uh, he did what finished thirteen, mm. and then today uh, finished eleven. So I think it's very it's very good for a rookie without any sort of experience 
jump into a seat and be able to finish two races now. What's Daniel Ricciardo got to be thinking? Mm, yeah. <laughs> because, like, I mean, he's come back in and he hasn't really, like, I mean, I, I don't, th I would say if you put their, uh, how many races did Daniel Ricciardo get before? Who, uh... I think. <laughs> before he broke his hand. I think was uh, what's the third one when he broke his hand? Oh, third. Okay, I was going to say one or two. So, so, so three. So, so uh, oh, sorry, you're saying the Dutch Grand Prix was his third, was it? Yeah. Okay, so we say so two each, really. Then, I would I would largely say Lawson has had more success <laughs> in his two races than Daniel Ricciardo has had in his two races. I mean, okay. I know that's a shocking thing to compare them to, but. Uh, so basically what we're saying as a podcast is we're looking forward to seeing Liam Lawson sign for AlphaTauri for next year. And we look forward to seeing him leaving halfway through the year when he absolutely does nothing. <laughs> no, either that or we just look forward to not welcoming Daniel Ricciardo back from his hand surgery <laughs> and Liam Lawson finishing out the season. <laughs> oh, he's fine. I wouldn't put that past Helmut Marco. Just kind of go, yeah, this guy looks pretty good. Like, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. why don't you go and break your other hand, Daniel, and, <laughs> and take, a, take a couple of races off. Save us a few quid. Yeah. Um, looking forward to Singapore, lads. Do you think, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll go with, with the Cedro first on this one. Um, do you think McLaren and Aston Martin can recover from what they had today? Or will it be more of the same? Yeah, I think uh, the, the break did more for Aston Martin they did for McLaren's because the summer break, since the summer break, we haven't seen the, the McLaren's doing what they're doing up to the to the summer break. I mean, after from Silverstone onwards, McLaren seems to be doing better and we came to the summer break and we haven't seen the McLaren's really fighting for for the bottom like it did uh, until now. Mm. So I don't know what sort of upgrades they did, but it's not working for them. At least not the way they're expecting. Dave, do you expect to see Fernando on a podium possibly in the next two weeks? I think uh, Singapore will suit Alonso. Um, I think it's street circuit. So it's, um, yeah, I, I think the, the Aston Martin, even in its current state with Alonso driving it, I think is enough to give them a good result for Singapore. Um, Lance Stroll, I don't know. I think he's just... I actually don't know what's happened to him. I mean, he's he's, he's... who's Lance Stroll? Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. I like. I just like. What's? I, I honestly have no idea what's happened. Like, um, he was talking about. He's he's blamed been blaming the car. I think he was saying that it was the car that was the issue for qualifying. Was that? Um, was he talking about? Hang on, I'm trying to think now. Was he talking about qualifying at? Yeah, no, he's talking about qualifying. Um, uh, for for this race, but he he also qualified bad for uh, Dutch Grand Prix, didn't he? Hmm. Yeah. He was down like in sixteenth or fifteenth, sixteenth, something like that as well. But uh, yeah, he, 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 I don't know. God only knows what's happening to him. Uh, McLaren's though. Uh, oh, sorry. Go on, Isidro. I think the the big problem with the second Nasser Martin is the person that sits uh, on that seat. The problem is really between the driving wheel and the seat. That <laughs> that little person there. That's the issue with the car. The mass, fine. the mass that occupies the space between the wheel and the back of the seat. <laughs> that area there, whatever's yeah. in that area is the problem. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just mention that the start of the season, uh, there was a few performances from Lance Stroll, even on the far side of last season coming to the end. And everyone was like, oh, actually, Stroll, Stroll's a pretty decent driver, isn't he, actually? And there was kudos going around. But now this season, he's back to being like, you know, just that terrible kid from up who can't get anything right. 
I, I raised my hand because I was one of those. And in fact, I think even this season, like I was kind of saying that, do you know what? This guy, like he has something. But mm. all joking aside, though, like nobody can say that there is something bizarre going on because like it's he is a better driver than where he's currently at. It's mm-hmm. like so I have absolutely no idea. And I really doubt it's the car to the extent that it's that of the you know that his results show there is no way that that's uh, the best he can get out of that car um so god only knows right moral of the story daddy stroll make sure you get baby lance to bed a little bit earlier in the evenings he's a little bit tired on race weekend um and get that sorted please because he is a better driver than what he's uh what he's absolutely. showing absolutely absolutely he's going to bed too late in the evenings um dave do you want to bring us on to our uh, driver of the day selection i think we've covered pretty much everything that's monza had to throw at us yeah, well, I'm my driver of the day is I I'm I'm guessing it's, we're all going to be unanimous on this one, but we'll call it out individually anyway. But my mine is Carlos Sainz has to be. Ooh, um, I was. Oh, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> well, then we're going to come to you last, Isidro. Okay, go on, Isidro. <laughs> I'm going for Alex Albon. Oh, for no! fuck's sake! What the uh, fuck? <laughs> I'm also going for Alex Albon. <laughs> ah, well, fuck you! I'm finding another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I just, uh, I think, I think uh, Albon deserves it. Some tough driving in there. He showed a lot of grit and he's also driving a Williams. You yeah, know, I was very impressed with him. Do you know what? I, I'm not even, yeah, I like Alex Albon. I'll give it to you, but like, I, I think he's a wrong, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Science right. was, a, science was badass today. I'll give you that. But yeah, no, I, I think Albon. Uh, Albon has like, been more consistent. He was science and driving was, the Williams. Science was keeping. Max Verstappen, who's just done nine wins in a row and is about to do his tenth, kept kept was keeping him behind with relative uh, ease for a while with tires that were going piss poor on him, and then I don't know, I I just think he deserved more than that. Go on, go on. I can bet Albon was able to defend Max from overtaking on that Williams. <laughs> oh if my that god! Was what the fuck for the whole race. <laughs> the... If, if yeah. Alvin, oh, when he wants, he can just defend all over the place. Okay, like, I'm unhitching like, myself from Isidro's wagon. Yeah, here. yeah, like this, he's he's just fucking. He's just he's he's loaded his gun here. <laughs> <laughs> he takes an idea and he just skyrockets with it. Yeah, that um, that yeah, you went too crazy. What what was what Canada that he was able to hold half the half the drivers not overtake him. He was able to defend. But what you're talking about is you're you're saying that the Williams. With Albon in it, was today. going to keep today on Monza was going to keep Max Verstappen behind him. You never know. Albon's quite good defending. You never know. That's like saying, yeah. You, <laughs> I mean, you never know. Michael Schumacher could wheel himself out and fucking do it as well. Like, you know, like, can, can you can you imagine the headlines where a Williams <laughs> of Alex Albon stops Max Verstappen getting his tenth consecutive win in a row? It's just not possible. <laughs> There's I no mean, way. That's what I say. I mean, you're like, uh, Isidro, like, only for I know you better, I'd say you're trolling us here. Like, Isidro. Isidro, yeah. Right, losers of the day, ladies. Dave. All right. Uh, oh, I'm going first again, am I? Oh, okay. Yeah. Jesus, you guys worked out well last time. Uh, <laughs> all right, my loser of the day is Haas, and I am delighted to say that. Ooh. I think they... Uh, they performed reasonably well in qualifying i think with that ferrari as a ferrari customer they i think they should have had a bit more pace in that car to do more and i mean ultimately they uh i mean they finished paddy last 
didn't they? I mean, mm. they finished, uh, yeah, both rock bottom, 17 and 18 of the. Um, so I was going to go uh, with Yuki Sonoda because I really dislike him and he held up my day. Uh, but I have to agree with you actually on the Haas. Uh, largely, I didn't even notice that there was a Haas car in the race. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Haas as well. Pooper. Yeah. I'm going to say the Alpines, both of them. Like, yeah. Very, after what they did last weekend, I was expecting much better things today. Yeah, Dave. Well, uh, if if I was going to go with an honourable loser of the day, um, <laughs> it would be uh, just as as Idro says, the Alpines. I'm going to say Espen Ocon because I didn't even know he wasn't in the race anymore. I have no idea at what state. I think I see here lap 39, he retired from the race. Didn't even know it until I saw someone post a meme up on Instagram making a joke about it. And I was just like, (laughs) yeah, I had no idea he wasn't in the race anymore. Oh, my God. (laughs) That must have been a he pulled into the pits. Obviously, there was no safety cars. He pulled into a Tesco car park. I had no (laughs) idea where he was. (laughs) I I believe I heard the commentator say that uh, the two Alpines nearly hit each other at one stage, which is something that we're starting to hear every week now. Um, But... They that did was it, the going into turn one, I think they were they were close together, weren't they? Mm. But uh, to be honest, that was the last time <laughs> after they went into turn one, that was the last I saw of them. Yeah, yeah. Um all right, Dave, will we go um predictions? Predictions time, yeah. Yeah, I think uh oh geez. It is time. Oh, funny. Sorry, okay, sorry, I just saw my uh, predictions from this week <laughs> and the predictions I've done out for next week. Um <laughs> all right, uh <laughs> So I went with uh, Max Verstappen, uh, P1, and that was a given. I went with Alonso, P2. That's, wow, did that not happen? And I went, oops, I also went then with Hamilton, P3, and that wasn't even close to happening. Um, Okay, I'll give you mine. Uh, Mine were, keep in mind that I was nowhere near F1 last weekend, uh, Verstappen in P1, which always does happen. Sorry, I'm after kicking one of my kids' toys there. It's making a little song. <laughs> um, <laughs> Lando Norris, P2, which couldn't be further from the truth. And then Charles Leclerc in P3, which also didn't happen. So zero, zero. So the fact that you were away last week and just kind of phoned in your, literally phoned in your, uh, your <laughs> yeah, predictions, yeah. you were somewhat better off than I was. At least you went with Leclerc, who was only one position out. Yeah. I was way out on my two and three. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, here comes Azizro now to, <laughs> to, to, to I went to stop and yeah. uh, Alonso. Yeah. And Norris. Yeah. So, we all yeah, did. Very disappointing. <laughs> um can and I, may ask, I say oh yeah, go on. Has has anyone said uh anyone else for P one all season? Has that happened at all? No. What? No, oh, anyone else other than Verstappen? Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah, you did, Dave, actually. Back in Monaco, you said that oh, Alonso I went with was Alonso. Oh, so did I actually. I said Perez for Imola. Uh, oh, yeah. So did Isidro actually as well. We've all said at one stage, we've all <laughs> doubted our Lord and Savior, Max Verstappen. <laughs> <laughs> Just to spice things up. Yeah. yeah. But it never all right. Happens. Well, my uh, my predictions get even worse. Um, <laughs> I. <laughs> Look, I went for big air on this. I, I was, I was. If this had come off, this would have been like me putting a bet on, you know, a one euro bet on and coming out with like a hundred grand, and everyone's like, "Oh, Dave, you're a legend." But I didn't turn out to be a legend. I'm just a loser who made a really poor prediction. <laughs> I went with a Ferrari, one DNF, and one outside the top ten. 
and uh, I couldn't have been any more wrong. I know, I know where you're going with it, uh, and it would have been spectacular. I can see why you did it as well. If anyone um, was going to do it, it was going to be Ferrari. There, yeah. the, the 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 circus of Formula One. Yeah, um, I went for Hamilton outside the top ten. Um, did not happen. Could uh, easily have happened though. Yeah, but it didn't. Yeah, it did not. And I went with uh, Piastri outside top ten. Did that and happen? Did. Oh, oh shit! Okay, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. I looked at this earlier oh, on. I was very disappointed. No. Yeah, oh, yeah. And I've just caught the surprises. <laughs> right, come on, oh, Dave. All right. I went with Albon P6. Could you fucking believe it? Harsh. Um, zero. Harsh. That's very harsh. Um, I went with... <laughs> Yours is even worse than mine. Oh, my guy didn't even make it to the fucking start line. Um, I went for <laughs> Yuki top 10. That's Jesus. like fucking. That's like betting on a horse, and they had to shoot him before the race started. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man! Oh, and here's a Zedro polishing his trophy already. One, Alvon top B seven. B seven. Yeah, absolutely on nailed it. The money. That's a big call. Yeah, well, he only got the B seven. What four laps before? Yeah, before I know. End. That's why because he was in P six the whole yeah. rest of the time. Yeah, a deserved right. winner today. Uh, so that puts me and Isidro joint top on eight points. And Scotty, you are last on six points. Yeah, if it care. makes you feel better, I can say you're in second <laughs> on six points. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Cheers, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't. All right. Uh, so for Singapore, I'm, I, I'm going for, uh, I won't say big air. I'm going for mini air on this one. Uh, I'm going for mini safe air. The safe air part is I go for first stopping in P1. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. My uh, mini air is sort of, uh, I'm sort of rejigging a ship prediction from this week for next week. Uh, so I'm going to go with uh, Hamilton P2 Ooh. and Alonso P3. I think those cars are going to be suited to uh, the street track in Singapore. I like that. Um, okay, I'm going to go completely safe, and I'm going to say Max P1, Perez P2, and then I'm going to go for Leclerc P3 over Sainz. I think Leclerc's due uh, a performance. I like the way you say you're going to go completely safe, and you're putting Perez in P2. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. <laughs> well, it would be three three weeks in a row now. He's had two P2s. Is that right? He was P2 last week as well. So that'd be three weeks in a row. There's a trend Wow. Okay. Yeah. He's getting the grips it. with this car. I, I definitely uh, put your house on that bet. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Isidro. Uh, go with uh, Max Verstappen first. Alonso yeah. second. Oh, and Jesus. Perez third. Alonso yeah. second. Perez like uh, Perez third. City circuit. So he does. Yeah, it's true. Um, I mean, he got the nickname the Street King, which I think is a bit cringe, but anyway, he got that. He got that nickname. Um, <laughs> okay, we go on uh, flippity yeah. flop time, Dave. Yeah, so my flop, I'm going with uh, George Russell outside the top 10. Okay, who uh, care to explain? With? Um, I just just judging on him today, I just think he's 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 a little um rash and is uh. Uh, open for making some mistakes, and I think he's going to make a mistake that's going to put him down into outside the top ten. Interesting. Yeah. Um. Okay. I am going to go for. I'm going to see if I can get this one. I'll see if I'll push this one through. Uh, Lando Norris outside the top ten. 
He was P8 today. He very rarely, when he finishes a race, finishes outside the top 10. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll let Azidro make that call. Yeah, I mean, Norris hasn't finished outside top 10 since Canada. When yeah, so it, it, would, so. it would be unfair to... But it's like... Uh, it's like selling all your stock when you see the crash, the stock market about to crash. Like you know, it's like <laughs> you can see the downfall coming. Like, yeah, I'm hopping off. Well, yeah. to be fair, no, I, I, I think it is a bit riskier going in Singapore. I think the McLarens might do a little bit more. Um, hmm. I, I think, you know, it's not this track is not completely down to power like Monza, so they might do a little bit more. Hmm. Who you got, Zidro? Who's your flop? Look like Yanev. He's going to hit one of those barriers in the city. <laughs> Fighting, yeah. Trying to fight those signs yeah. this time. We need, we, we need a good crash, don't we, in fairness? Like, we need something. We we need it today now. Uh, if, if we got a safety car around lap yeah. 40 or something like that, I th and everyone dived in, or lap 50, or no, no, yeah, but lap 50 or something like that, and everyone dives in. For, no, lap, no, that would have only given us one lap. So if we had a safety car... That gave us about three laps of racing, four laps of racing, and everyone dived in for soft tires. Yeah, um, that could have been. That could, although to be fair, would, a soft tire probably wouldn't have even lasted four laps probably of that no. circuit. <laughs> um. All right. So uh, surprise. Uh. All right. I'm going for big air now. This is mini air out of the way. Big air time. I am gonna go with Lance Stroll. Ooh. Inside the top ten. Yeah, I'll give you that. What do you, what? That was that was an underwhelming. So you have, what did you think I was going to bet on that one? Uh, I don't know. I thought you were going to give a position, but like, yeah, Lance is Lance is shite. So at the moment, so I could, I could, it, it, like if I was given a, if I was given Lance Stroll a position inside the top ten and it came off, I'd want to be winning the season. Like, hand me the trophy <laughs> now. That's it. Done. Yeah, it's fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, okay, I'm going to pin a position to my one because I think this it's fairly likely this lad's going to finish inside the top ten. So I'm going to pin it to a fairly high position as well. Uh, I'm going to say P5, Alex Alban. Yeah, I can go with that. Now, P5. Not happening, but... Oh, that, yeah, big time. Like, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, P5. Um, That's huge. I think, That's... Yeah, I think saying P8 or P7 even is is doable for Alex Alban. Like, I, I, I went big air with Lance Stroll inside the top 10. You've gone fucking Jordan yeah. fucking air <laughs> like, yeah, for fucking P5, Alex Albon. Yeah, I thought I'd have to push a little bit more on that. I'm starting to regret it, actually, slightly. But yeah, anyway. yeah. You, you could have gone, gone P8 or something. Yeah. We, we would have gone, yeah, yeah, fair enough. No, I'm going to stick to it. I'm going to stick to it, P5. All right. Let's do it. Uh, I'm going uh, Gasly inside top 10. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, like, it's, yeah, it's they hard haven't not done to. Well. I mean, they've they've done, been doing shit, like, yeah. Um, uh, although it, you can see it happening as well at the same time. That's a that's a good shout. Yeah, that is it. That's the problem with that one. Like, you <laughs> can see it happening, can't you? Especially yeah, yeah. in Singapore, like, very clever. Um, all right, I think I think I, is that it? Are we done? That's pretty much it. Yeah, we're, done. we're out of here. We're out yeah. of here. <laughs> Fuck you guys. I'm out. <laughs> all right. Oh, all right. Let me do that a little bit more professionally. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, that was uh, us done for the, um, Jesus, for the Grand Prix. Forgot what Grand Prix we just watched. Monza. There we go. <laughs> there we go. I got there in the end. And uh, we will be back in uh, two weeks' time for Singapore. Um, so until then. 